Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF, uh, this country podcast. This episode 28. Hmm. and before I do anything else so that he's not talking before I've introduced him he's the man who has never broken his leg like a breadstick but he does like a finger up the arsehole (laughs) it's Neil (laughs) that's only a rumour and that was only written on the toilet walls once by the vicar (laughs) allegedly (laughs) I think we ought to just say uh, obviously the last episode was the live show Indeed. Just, uh, a little bit of uh, thank you very much to everybody I would everybody say it was listening. a triumphant success. I, I would say it was. It, now that we have treaded the boards, lovey, how do yeah. you feel? Uh, we're too big for this studio, this town. I think so. I think we, we need, need to, to move on to Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to move to North The Leeds. subscription rooms in Stroud is the next is the next one. No, in all seriousness, we did a, a Facebook Live yesterday, didn't we, just to say a thank you. but To everybody that came. Yeah, but to put it on record... Um, Although I did, again, say thank you to everybody after the show last week. But it was it was way expected better than we thought it could yeah, ever be. Yeah. Um, well, thank the, you the, to the fact else. that we, we had no idea, was it, that what would happen or how people would respond or react. And it, everyone was just so gracious and brilliant. It was, it was fabulous. And we would also like to put on record right now that any other future show we do, there will not be a Screwfix catalogue for every member no, of the audience. That, that was a special one-off for the very first show. Yeah, there will be no more wrapped presents. Because we will be buggered if we are going to wrap 270 again. Screwfix catalogues again. No, that was hard work. That was hard work. But it was done, and it was wonderful, and... Uh, but now it's in the past. You're only as good as your last show. Yeah. And uh, this will soon be our last show until the next one. So it's now we move on. It was a great game. You played a great game, son. You were great. But now it's time to move on. You should be wearing a sheepskin jacket. Well, young man, yeah. um, you can't Yeah, you can't, can you? You can't rest on... Well, no, we've got another episode to talk through. Exactly, because that's what I'm saying. That game's gone now. 
as great as it was, is it short and curly? As, <laughs> as great as that game was, it's now a distant memory. Every time I leant into the microphone, it tickled my nostril. <laughs> it was a hair yeah, on, well, on the mic. Let's, yeah, uh, let's yeah. just. Uh... I was I was leaving the illusion for every... make your own mind. Up. Yeah, yeah, like Bucks Fizz. Okay, so we're going to continue our look through series two with episode three: minor injuries. Now I'm going to say before we get to the uh, start breaking it down, I really like this episode. Yeah. It might actually be my favourite at the moment. What, at of, the moment. of all? Of all? Uh, of series two. Okay. I just, the more I watch it, the more you see, the more you realise what's going on. And, yeah, it's some comedy genius writing in this one. And also the fact that apart from Martin, pretty much everybody is in this episode. Yeah, they are actually, aren't they? Yeah, you got Sue, Vicar, Len, Mandy. It's only Martin that doesn't appear. Yeah, Martin and Dan. Yeah. But they're off building somewhere, I would imagine. Um, somewhere, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we are going to uh, go through the episode, as we normally do. I have a few clips, and I also have a few messages from people telling us what their favourite bits were. Lovely. Is there anything else that I'm supposed to do? I don't think so. No? No. Okay. Let's open. Eyes down on a pink <laughs> ticket. And here we go. So we get the usual text for series two. We've uh, actually the last two episodes we've I've read it out both yeah. times, so we won't go through to that. Uh, but with a little bit of a cold open, uh, Kerry is looking in on Sue. Um, they're getting some strange noises. They are some strange noises. <laughs> the way she's uh, the, um, Daisy is making those noises that must have really hurt her throat. Now I can I can play the 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 clips that I've got. I've got seven clips altogether. Now I can play them at the end, or I can play them while we're talking about the bit that we are talking I, about. I, oh, I've lost my mic. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I would play them when we talk about them. It okay. becomes a bit more relevant. So then, I have got uh, a couple of bits from that very first bit. So these are the noises that Sue was making. It's the exorcist. It is the exorcist. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't be out of place, would it, at the exorcist? So, um, Kerry explains that mum gets night terrors when she sleeps through the day. Um, And you can't wake her up, or you can't wake them up who has night terrors. um, Because a heart attack, or they might, even worse, foul themselves. And we also get to see Sue. This is the... Sort of. Right, yeah. When I say sort of, yeah. You do sort of see her. Yeah. And this is probably the closest we've come to seeing her, I think. I think so. Um, So you see her legs under a duvet writhing around. Uh, Then it fades to black and we see this country. Then we hear this. Shit. Oh, it's all right. She's still asleep. I love that bit. Um, So then we go... this bit with Curtin um, at this little vestibule. Yeah. Where is that? Is that at the church? It said church hall. So right? or, is it a church hall? It's like a village hall. Yeah, then. and it's got obviously the information point in there. Right. I was trying to work out exactly where it was, whether it's the place that. I think it's. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Take you out. Hey, everyone. Sorry, that was me kicking the table. Um, I think it was. Um, I think it's the same place, obviously, where the vicar's office is, but we're seeing it from another angle going in. Right, okay. So it's not the actual church, then, is it? It's not like, no, oh, it's not like the, a modern-looking church. It's the church hall. 
Right, okay. So Curtin wants the timetable for the number 51 bus. Which is, uh, everybody, anybody that lives around here and listens to that, that's the bus that goes from Swindon to Cheltenham, isn't it, 51? No, it's and Siren, it goes through Siren. That's what I mean, from yeah. Swindon to Cheltenham. Oh, right, so, okay, through, and through Siren. Yeah, and South Journey. Yeah, and the X51 it was, wasn't it? Or it probably still is the X51. I think it's just 51 now, oh, and there's it? a 51A as well. Right, because that was the, the thing that I put on here, said that anyone who comes from this area knows that that is you always got the 51 to swindon yeah if you wanted to go to swindon or cheltenham yeah uh, or cheltenham well yeah but like i never went to cheltenham nor me I went, to the, I went to swindon like that. do you know that's the, saying that local thing people who lived it not not as many people went to cheltenham did they as no. they go to swindon it's a weird i always think no. cheltenham was the posh place to go what was a 77 oh i don't remember that there was a seven and a 77 unless that was going up to the beaches that Sorry, you listeners. This is yeah, a real, that could have been. We're, we're nostalgic about <laughs> real niche buses, <laughs> real niche conversation, just about buses. Uh, so we've got the old lady uh, behind the counter, and Curtin says that she, that he wants to go to Swindon tomorrow because TK Max is the first of the month. You have to go then, or it's just going to be the dregs left. Yeah, uh, and getting there is an absolute nightmare. Uh, so back at the information stand, uh, Curtin gives the old lady directions. I've got this one as well. White, white, down. Oh, fuck me, is that Crystal Maze? <laughs> yeah, I love that, that great line. great line. I love that line. Um, so the vicar then is talking about the fact that... Uh, no, sorry, Ker- uh, Curtin originally says that they can't afford to pay people so they get any old uh, fuck-up to volunteer. Yeah. And uh, they're basically fucking it up for free. Yeah, you can't moan at them because they're fucking up for free. Exactly. So he gets given uh, a guide to Birdland, which is Borton on the Water, isn't it? It is, the Birdland pamphlet. <laughs> right, OK. Um, and, and then he looks at the camera and he's going, well, you should know that. There are two penguins on the front. Um, and then anyone here who works for money... Oh, that's right, he asks if there is anybody yeah. there that actually works for money... Um, and she says, just me, I'm afraid. And then Len walks in. Good old Len. Yeah. And Curtin just takes one look and uh, knows what's going to happen. And Len just carries on with a good luck with the 51. You can't get it. And uh, Curtin just, well, he's, he knows that it's, it's going to go but, on and on yeah, and on, isn't yeah. it? So the vicar then is a talking heads with the vicar where he basically says that the local services has a lack of funding. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to Curtin um, and leaves. And uh, does he give the finger? I don't know, I can't I know. remember now whether he gave yeah, the finger, no, but he just wa- so. sort of walks out, turns and goes, thanks for nothing, mm. and then walks out. And the vicar says that uh, they have to rely on volunteers um, who are all fantastic. But yet she has, he has that very sincere look on his face, like, actually, they're not very good, but we have Paul to say. Paul is a master at that, Oh, he? he's great at that. Those Those looks on his... I mean, it plays out a little bit more later on, but the looks on his face... This is this is some great acting. Oh, it's Paul great! In yeah. this one, this is his episode. I think, without a doubt. Um, so we're back at Kerry's mum's, and Kerry is uh, rummaging around her uh, bedroom looking for her England top. Uh, yeah, because the vicar uh, has started doing football training, so uh, she likes to go and help out. And uh, um, as she's like the best 
Pretty much, isn't she? Well, She's so bragging say. again. So say. Uh, but so she can't find her England shirt, so she shouts to Sue uh, to find out where it is. And Sue says, well, it's under your bed with all the pics of Kane Dingle that you've cut out of the magazine, now, you saddo. I was a bit unsure who Kane Dingle was. I had to Google this. He's Emmerdale, Emmerdale. Yeah. Well, I've never watched Emmerdale, so I was a bit out of the loop of this. Right. One. And that uh, Kerry has written Kerry Dingle all over, all over her wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, this is the bit that I record. Uh, I, this is fantastic. I just love this. It's that <laughs> pause as well. First comes love, <laughs> then comes... And she thinks about it. It's just comedy genius. Is that baby yeah. carriage bit? Tomato. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I wrote all that down. The whole thing, especially because I recorded it. Do you know the funny it, thing is? So did I. Did you? <laughs> well, because it's the same tune to, um, like, if they did Carrie and Kane sitting in a tree, K-I-S. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same tune to that, isn't it? But I've never heard that version before. No, not me. Um yeah, that's just the bit that, that it just made me fun. Uh, so, Vicar in the football practice. Well, Vicar, like Vicar it, dressed up in his ref's outfit. I was going to say it looks like it was a ref's outfit. It did look like yeah. it, yeah. But it also did remind me, when he's setting everything up, it just very vaguely reminded me of Brian Glover in Kez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Which, to me, I think, if you really think about it, I think is one of the ultimate sports scenes in a movie. Yeah, probably. Um I don't, I don't like watching that film. Why? It just upsets me at the end. I don't worry about the end. It's just the the, the yeah, funny the funny bit. I just find it because it's, it's such a grey movie. It's it such is. a depressing looking movie. But it reminds me so much of like when you used to play football at school because like half the people never bothered. No, that's they right. They couldn't be asked. You always had a teacher that thought that he was the next <laughs> Kevin Keegan, Kenny Dalglish, or whatever. And just, I just, just seeing him just running around and being all telling everybody to to trap and, and yeah, that's it. But it's the way Vicar the... ran made me chuckle. He was he almost looked very pompous in it, <laughs> didn't he? Um, so again, the vicar says that there was a lack of funding trying to get the youngsters fit, so he decided to start football training. Trap and pass, trap and pass is what he was saying. Um, and he's told the story that he was a handy goal attack in, in the uni, <laughs> in his university netball team, and he got the name of Fiery Francis because he had a bit of a temper on court. Now, anybody that has known him for a series and a half up until now would think, well, no. Never. He was, never. He was very pastoral, isn't he? But he was then, very like the uh, vicar. Would the, be. The, the calm head, he's the calm mm. voice of reason. But in the next 20 minutes or so, we will find out the reason why he got the name Fiery yeah. Francis. Uh, so we go back to the Curtain's bedroom, uh, saying now that he doesn't need a bus, because the vicar's going to take him to TK Maxx after footy practice. Um, and he doesn't know why people bother with it. It's like a freak show, <laughs> which I thought was a nice little line. Uh, then he gets a call on his mobile saying that Kerry has injured herself. She's done something at football. Yeah, and I love the way that he uses his deodorant. He sprays it all over his body and roll over his hair. Well, it's all in one foul movement, yeah. down and off. Yeah. It's, it's really well done. It's another bit of that comic timing. It makes me wonder if other people do that. I've never done it. Not I over my know. head, because no, the taste not... of deodorant is like, yeah, nasty. Well, yeah. 
Uh, so Curtin, we, we follow Curtin as he walks through some of the streets, then onto the fields, uh, and we see um, Kerry lying on the ground, lying on the ground in absolute agony, with about three or four, no, probably maybe four, or five, four or five, isn't four it? or five different people. Slugs is there, pork chop is there. There's a few others, um, and the vicar is very worried. Mm. Um, she says that uh, pork chop absolutely caned me, and the vicar is saying that she just she just slipped over. She's just slipped over, but she's in agony. She fell funny. Yeah, yeah and she can't feel her leg. Uh, so Vic's going to take her to the A and E, and then Curtin says, "Yeah, we'll drop her off, and then you know go to T K." We'll leave it there. There's a lovely moment when she's on the floor and the vicar and they're all talking of slugs and pork chop shaking hands yes. and laughing. Yeah. So then, obviously, it's true. She's telling the truth this one time. Uh, yeah, so I've got I've got that slugs uh, shakes pork slugs shakes pork chops hand slightly off camera. So yeah. as the camera sort of moving away. You from can them. just see it if you watch. Yeah, uh, so the vicar runs off to go and get his car, and Kerry says that she's going into str- into shock. Yeah, uh, Curtin says that Kerry's got a low pain threshold, but has got a high emotional pain threshold. Uh, one time when he knocked on, they knocked on Dad's door, and they could hear him saying inside, "Shit, it's Kerry Hyde." Isn't it the other way around? What? It'd be a high pain threshold. No, no she's no. got a low, low pain yeah, threshold. Right, yeah, sorry, sorry. High emotional pain threshold. That's it. So there wasn't a tear, but she can't physically deal with pain. That's right. Um, so the vicar drives the car on the field, uh, and that's when we get the immortal line, which I haven't put on here. Hang on a sec. I've got to get it on my uh, other bit, because we have to have this bit. Your finger's going up my asshole, mate. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I didn't hear it the very first time I watched it. Didn't you? Didn't twig. Didn't you? And it's the way that it, the way it's filmed. If you notice, it cuts straight after that. Yeah. I got a feeling that, that was like a an outtake, not an outtake. It was uh, like improv, an improvised yeah. improvised line, and then everybody just fell about laughing afterwards. You know, if we ever get to talk to Paul or yeah, it would, or if Daisy you notice know the way he lifts her, his hand is it's, down there. So it is, down. it was funny. It is down there. So. um... In comes Len. Now, the vicar is getting a little bit stressed because Curtin keeps going on, saying, you know, mm. clock's ticking, you know, we we need to get going, we need to get to... And this is very much like a kid, isn't it, now? So, when you're children, you've told them you'll take them to the toy shop or whatever, and they want to go, and then something crops up. They keep on, don't yes, they? Yes, they do, absolutely. We both know that. Yeah. That is the truth. Uh, but in comes Len, saying that you can't drive on here, Graham's not going to be happy. What is it, Len? You can't be driving on here. Yes, I know, but actually, if you, you can see... You can't be driving on here, Vicar. Yes, I'm aware of that, Len, but it's an emergency. Well, emergency right? or no emergency, old Graham's not going to be happy to see his tire mark. Oh, for goodness sake, Len, just move on! But it's uh, also in the back, Curtain laughing. Yeah. You can just see him laughing. And the fact that that, that really surprised, like, Curtain, because I can't believe that you... That was... What was it? She said, I didn't make a note of what it is. That was brutal, yeah. is what he says. That was brutal. Um, but the look on Len's face as well when they drive off, it's yeah. just like, what? But there was a bit that made me laugh. As the car drives off, so, so the camera is stationary, the camera doesn't move, so the car passes the camera, and Kerry's face of just agony, she's, yeah. so, she's like, oh! Like <laughs> but the, the face just passes. It <laughs> doesn't lo- focus on but it. But it makes... It, I love those bits. You're, you're, that's why me and you are very much the same, those sort of background moments, if you notice them. Well, I put on there, there's a bit... You haven't watched The Office, have you? Not, not the English one. No, not there's a episode. bit in The English Office where they spend... Uh, I think they, they all go out to a nightclub, and, and Gareth... Um, 
Mackenzie Crook yeah. is getting off with this woman and then there's this guy that is sat like two feet away just staring at the two of them these two you know getting off with each other and he stops kissing her and he sort of goes you alright and the guy goes yeah you alright and uh, he goes who are you then and then she sort of goes oh that's my husband don't worry about it <laughs> and he goes no 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 this is weird this is weird I ain't having enough and then when it gets to the end of the night and everybody's leaving you see a motorbike and sidecar drive in through the shot <laughs> and as they're in through the shot it's the guy the woman and then in the motorbike sidecar bit with one of those silly helmets on is Gareth and it goes past the camera and he just like looks at the camera as it goes past it's so funny oh I need to have a look at that it's so watch funny it. because it's not like the camera doesn't follow him no, he just, just goes through it. the shot so you've got to look at oh, it, 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 he looks at the camera <laughs> it's, it's very very funny but that reminded me of that it, she doesn't look at the camera obviously but then Len genuinely looks sad he, he did, genuinely looks, yeah. looks like it was brutal on him so we get to the minor injuries unit and uh, Curtin and the vicar's helping Kerry in and gives the nurse the details uh, and she smashed her legs to smithereens is what she says to the uh, the nurse in the, the uh, reception, reception yeah, yeah. Uh, so she goes to the waiting room, and then Curtin sort of inquires with the receptionist, how long is this going to take? We, the selfishness comes through yeah, again, doesn't yeah. it? As soon as we can, my love. And she's very sweet, and uh, but that's not what he wants to hear, obviously. No. Uh, then we get to some more text. So only 55% of rural households are within five miles of a hospital, compared to 97% of urban households. Minor injury units provide a vital service, but many of these face finding cut, sorry, funding cuts staff shortages, and the threat of closure. So we go back to the waiting room. Vic, uh, the Vic is looking sheepish. Um, I can't remember, what is the name of that thing that you can put a video on that help, and then there's like talk, like whispering talking that helps you sleep? Or there's noises, there's noises. There's a, it's a whole thing, I can't remember what it's called. Subconscious? It, no, it's not subconscious. It's it's got an it's like A D T H or something like that. I can't. That's not what it is. No, but, I don't know. But what it, what you can get is you can get videos that are like three or four hours long, and you just have somebody on the video going, "Hello, how are you today?" That would creep me out. But it's supposed to relax you and make you go to sleep. Now, this bit when the vicar is talking to Kerry. I was listening to this with my headphones on. And you went to sleep? I didn't go to sleep, but the vicar has got one of those voices when he talks very quietly. So you think, Gary, you know what you He's got a very calming voice you anyway, have, yeah, hasn't you, he? you have to like, not tell the truth. I'm, I'm going, oh, that sounds really sort of calming. And yeah, yeah, I should, know what you he mean. Should, he should re- he, read, like, books on Audible, yeah. I think. <laughs> well, not just like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or not to be. That is the question. Yeah. Marley was dead. <laughs> <laughs> As he rings a, reads a Christmas carol. Uh, so basically the, the upshot of it is that um, the vicar hasn't got any insurance to do football training, so he wants Kerry to lie. And to be fair, in rural areas, I'd imagine a lot of people are the same. Well, they probably are, but I think it is... They probably don't have access to get to the proper training to be able to do it anyway. No. But I love the fact that her answer, your question to that is what do you think God would think about that? I know, directly at a vicar. And a moral dilemma ensues, although I had no idea how to spell dilemma. You don't even want to see how I yeah, tried to no, spell dilemma. Right. Um, Vic knows that he's absolutely over a barrel now, that he knows that she's got him. Because he sort of says, you know, well, I think he'll... F- I, I'll try and do it in my best. I think he'll forgive us on the 
this occasion. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, no, he won't. Yeah. Um, and then so she basically says, I don't want to lecture. If I, you know, she'll do it. She'll agree to it. But she doesn't want to lecture next time she lies. Uh, because deep down, you're the worst of all of us, mate, is what she says. Um, so the vicar goes and checks on the parking again. Curtain stops him as he leaves, and that's when, she, when he says the clock is ticking. The best bargains are being snatched up as we speak. I know. Have you ever been a TK Maxx? I, ha- I, I probably have, but I, I mean, there's no point in ever me buying designer stuff anyway because no. it's never for people of my size. I have the same issue. Yeah. I have been to TK Maxx and seen all sorts I liked. Just think, oh, I wish they did that in my size. Yeah, <laughs> I will come on to that a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit later, but. Uh, so the vicar says he can't think of that right now um, and then see if Kerry uh, needs a drink. And she says, I'd quite like a Coke if that's okay, in her best sick voice. Curtin's getting more annoyed. Uh, and then the vicar says something that you sort of mentioned on a little bit, that um, she, he enjoys spending time with Kerry and Curtin, but they act younger than their years, which mm. is a little bit challenging. Um, which they do. They do. Uh, they, they really do. They do. Um, sometimes when they're apart, they're not so bad. I think when they're together, they work. Worse. They are worse, but they're also, you know, we're we're looking at people that haven't really travelled out of where they live, so they're very sheltered of what goes on in the world. Yeah. Well said. So we're back to the waiting room, and Kerry is trying to get a telephone uh, signal, um, and then she ends up calling Levi, saying that her leg has been smashed to fuck, and uh, it's going to be like gluing a breadstick back together if a breadstick's been in a blender and all the pieces have been mashed up. And can she spread the word? So this is that feeling of wanting to be more important than she actually is. Yeah. Curtin just shakes his head in frustration. So then she makes another call to Fry's. Um, and exactly the same, And it's it? exactly the same and tells him to spread the word. Um, and I get that there is a little moment in there where Curtin is looking at Kerry and is really pissed off. They almost think, I wonder if that's what they're like in real life. What, Charlie what, bro- yeah, brother and sister. Yeah, you can imagine be. that 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 sort of dynamic when they're just looking at each other and going, "Oh God!" And one of them's pissing the other one off. I mean, I know that's a bit. I can remember being like that with my brother. Well, likewise, yeah, you know, absolutely. Just, just hearing him breathing or something yeah. like, it would really piss me off. Well, they do it on purpose. You, you, that's the sort of argument with the, that would ensue, isn't it? You'd say, "Stop breathing so heavy," and then one of you would go, <sighs> "I'll tell you one that used to be ours." It used to be, I'd say that, and he'd start going, oh, oh, I can't, I've got a tickly throat. Oh, like that. And I go, no, you haven't got a tickly throat. Yeah, I, oh, hey, that's all he, all he do. Did you actually have a proper fight with your brother? I don't even No, we never used to have proper fights. It used Just to be. arguing. It would be arguing, but it would be like, and I think even our kids have done the same thing. It would be like, he would do things like annoyingly purposely to wind you and up. then i would go stop it and then they'd call me and they'd say right get up to your bedroom oh, but it wasn't me it was him no 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 just go the on. Old, yeah the oldest you were the one, one making the noise you i mean the... my brother was older than me so i used to wind him up right i know i did he was used to say when he first got a sega mega drive hey he used to say to me you're not going on it today you've pissed me off you're not going on it and he'd go out and i'd sneak into his room and play it but I'd always forget to put something back to it. He caught me every time. Caught me every time. Well, I would say that I haven't got any sympathy for you for that. I know. Because if, really if he told you not to go on it, you shouldn't be going on it. Yeah, but I wasn't allowed to make a drive. 
he was working or whatever, and he bought himself one. Oh, fair. That's even worse, then, because it wasn't yours at all. No, it wasn't mine. Oh, I've seen a whole different side to you now. I just think share and share alike. Yeah. He didn't used to say that when he would borrow my vinyl. (laughs) Mo. Ah, kids. Vinyl. (laughs) It's the thing that's sort of coming back. It's back. It's out selling CDs. Really? Did you not read this? With prices that they are? Yeah, vinyl is out selling CDs now. Wow. Anyway, we're back to the waiting room, and the vicar comes rushing in and says, it's an absolute nightmare. There's no parking spaces. He's been driving around for 20 minutes. Had to park. In a disabled bay. Yeah. And um, he also looks really nervous. And Has anyone seen you yet? Anyone asked any questions? And then Kerry really lies going, no, I'm not going to rat you out because you ain't got insurance. And she, no, shush, shush, shush. And puts his finger on his mouth in a very holy way. Um, it's the next line that made me chuckle. Gone. But it's when his asshole's going. It's visual, <laughs> isn't it? But his asshole's going in and out. <laughs> Just yeah. made me chuckle. His yeah. arsehole's going like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, but it's beautifully played. By, I mean, because the vicar is trying to show that he cares about Kerry, but deep down he's caring. He's only worried about himself because he's worried that he's going to get into trouble. Mm. So it's the whole thing about being a man of God, so he's looking after other people, but he is really just worried about himself. They're only human after all. Well, second wind, Billy Joel. <laughs> okay, uh, Kerry then gets a call, and it's Big Job. So we've never heard of Big Job before. No. So I don't know who Big Job is. Goes through the same story again about the breadstick, spread the word. Kerry, um, sorry, Curtin stands up and tuts and walks over to the window. And looks out, And yeah. sees the vicar being told off by a traffic warden. And this is another one of those comic things that I think is great in the fact that you can see what's going on, but you can't hear anything. No. Which makes it even funnier, I think. Well, as long as the person you're watching is physical and doing something that you can interpret however you want to what they're saying. Yeah. And Paul is uh, Paul Chihidi is doing that so well. His arms are going. His he's, his whole body is moving. <laughs> yeah. And you could. I mean, he's he's going. But there are look. There's no spaces. Yeah. And, yeah. So he's getting very irate, uh, and he's being told off by a traffic warden. But it looks more like he's telling the traffic warden off. Um. And it's just the fact that it's in complete silence and, and Curtin is reacting to what he can see. Um, and then we get the whole horn rage. Yeah, so he christens the vicar having horn rage. Like this. I'll tell you what that is. What? Horn rage. What's horn rage? If the bloke doesn't get rid of his dirty water on a regular basis, you get horn rage. Me and Kirk used to get it. We used to smash car wing mirrors on the way home on a, after a night on the last we hadn't pulled. It's worse for the vicar as well, because he's got massive nuts. <laughs> it's like they officially know yeah. that he has massive nuts. Well, it gets talked about in the next episode, doesn't it? Yeah. With the, with know, the trousers. With, with his massive bollocks. The yeah. crevice. Look at the, yeah, look at the crease in his trousers yeah. and stuff. Um, dirty I mean, that water is, Yeah, as dirty well. water. And it does worry me a little bit that him and his mate talked about the fact that they had dirty water, uh, uh, that they had horn rage when they used to go out and not pull. Makes <laughs> you wonder how they got over that. Don't know, maybe Together. They, they, yeah, I was going to say, maybe they pulled off even more. Maybe. To, uh... Maybe. Um, right, so, I, and again, I wrote all that down, that whole uh, scene, and I, I got it as a recording, so. So we're now we're talking head with uh, Kerry and Curtin, where they're saying that the vicar can lose his head, that, shit, that he took them to Burford Wildlife Park, and Curtin looked in the vicar's ear and, and said it wasn't... 
Uh, wax cave. Wax cave, yeah. Uh, and he picked up a road atlas and thwacked Curtin with it. Uh, Curtin phoned the police and he just goes, it was assault. Yeah. <laughs> wax cave. Yeah. Uh, so back to the waiting room. Curtin's at the drinks machine. Uh, and the thing that, one of those things that just really pisses me off is it, swa- it swallows his money and his day is just going from bad to worse. Um, he returns to Cur- to Kerry. Uh, and says, I shouldn't even be here. I should be at TK Maxx getting the bargains I deserve. Why TK Maxx? Why Because it's designer labels that are not down price. So they 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 sort of rely on last season's stuff. And they're selling through what's left now. Oh, for, right. For big designers. Right, so you can get right, your right. Calvin Klein's, your Armani and all that at sort of normal prices. Right, okay. Um, so then Curtin's having a little bit of a go at Kerry. By saying, unlike you, I'm not a fashion disaster. Uh, everyone thinks you are. And then just for once, would it hurt you to buy an official England shirt? Now, they used this on the advert, didn't they? Yes. For the BBC run. Yeah. But she says, it is an official one. He said, <laughs> no, it's Four Lions. What's the name of the famous song? She said, Three Lions on a Shirt. And he goes, thank you. Yeah. Four Lions is a great movie, though, by Christopher Morris. It is a fantastic movie. Yeah. It is. Um, Curtin then says that Kerry is not into fashion. Uh, it puts a lot of effort to look like him with uh, his designer stuff even though the his designer stuff is a lot of no fear which is always tri- cheap in sports direct is it oh well, there you go there you are. uh and kerry said uh, is more like an explosion in an unofficial merchandise factory <laughs> which is fair enough back to the waiting room we see curtain's ex sophie yeah hello, the lovely sophie. abra thompson she was lovely um and he gets he's he's very uh, what's the word pompous in the fact he's going ah oh, she's going to want to get back with me and uh, I you know we, I'm not going to do that but he, she has a new boyfriend she does and the best thing about it is that he's got curtains exactly too. one of the first things I noticed <laughs> that was lovely and she obviously she, loves the curtains she has a thing for curtains she must do um, but anyway curtain then says I can't believe that I'm still warm in my grave and she's sucking off the pallbearer <laughs> uh, and it's only been five weeks. And uh, it's been ten years. It took him ten years to get over Kirsty Taylor, and he only went out with her for half a day. Uh, we go back to Kerry. And it's Ke- the one they mentioned about the stat. He was doing his stats. Was it stats? Stats and cycling proficiency. Yeah. So, so Kerry says about Curtin and Kirsty Taylor. It was the right person at the wrong time. Curtin just gave her his heart, whilst Kirsty. Was right in the middle of Sats and had cycling proficiency coming up. Yeah. People still do cycling yeah, proficiency tests. Yeah, still happens. Yeah, more so now. You have to wear lycra. Really? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> I do know they still do cycling proficiency. Though. Right. So back in the waiting room, Curtin is checking uh, checking Sophie and the boyfriend's story on Facebook on the phone, uh, and starts getting a little bit angry. Yeah, this uh, is saying aggressive. If he curtain. sees if he sees him again, he's gonna uh, no hesitation but going over there and. Give him what for. Um, uh, and then we get probably one of the most quotable lines yeah. from the whole This Country experience. Absolutely. Could you keep it down, please? <laughs> Sorry, do you work here? No. Right, then keep your nose out of my business, yeah? Nosey old cock womble. Oh. <laughs> it's that. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's Jill Buchanan, who is uh, forever now immortalised on IMDb as Nosy Old Cockwomble. <laughs> and uh, hopefully great, we, will, we will be speaking to her in a future episode, so uh, uh, we cannot wait. Um, I mean, that's the sort of thing, again, that she can live on like... Um, Jeremy Bullock as Boba Fett for like 40 yeah. years. Should well, we start Graves, doing signings for sign-ins years as to a nosy old cockwomble, indeed. Um, but she leaves upset. Kerry goes to with the nurse and her eyes light up because she sees that the nurse has got a crutch so she can use the crutch. And uh, Curtin then, quick as you can, yeah. Curtin sits impatiently and Mandy storms in. This is genius. Yeah, so you've been upsetting my mum. You've been rude to my mum. No, so she's a liar then. Now, I was, I've, I've watched this. Scene. I haven't taken any audio of this, but I watched the scene about five or six times. And there are definite... Because it's all done in one yeah. in one take. It's not like cut to like close-ups or whatever. There's a couple of times when either of them look like they're going to break. Um, so basically, it isn't Mandy's mum. No. Um, Mandy's playing a practical joke. But Curtin is shitting himself. And he genuinely looks Genuinely looks like he's shitting himself. And it's when she stands up and says that she's going to go, and she gives him that smack on the face. Uh, Yeah. That's the bit that I think that Charlie nearly goes. And then if you look, when she turns around, she's got this really happy smile on her face. But just as the camera, like, moves to focus back in on Curtin... Now, I don't know whether it's she thinks she's off camera, but her, her face then drops. So she's got this like smiling face like this, and then she goes like that, and then walks out of shot. So I don't know whether that was supposed to be like that, or or not. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But I find that really even more funnier. Watch out, Mandy's about. <laughs> Watch out, Mandy's about. <laughs> the old practical oh, joker, eh? Indeed. Give her a big hand. Uh, so Curtin's saying that... Um, she, he doesn't know where he stands with Mandy. Cause he can walk down the street and she'll tell him to fuck off. But then every Christmas, he gets a nice sweet card. Mm. No consistency. Back to the waiting room. Um, oh, yeah, so that's a bit, uh, the bit where he smacks, his, oh, smacks her face. Sorry. Yeah. Smacking yourself in the so face I, now. I just caught my, <laughs> caught my eye then when I scratched it. That really hurt. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Charlie almost breaks. Now the curtain, um, the, the curtain, oh <laughs> the curtain at the back of the room. Pull yourself together, man. Yeah. Curtain and the vicar are waiting, uh, and Kerry comes back out in tears. Yeah. So obviously the vicar thinks, oh my god, and's apologising to her, but she's going, the leg's not broken. And Kerry looks so dejected. There's no cast. I'm not allowed to have no cast or crutches. The vicar is relieved, gives her a hug, gives the um, nurse that's there a hug. Curtin looks pissed off because obviously he's wasted his time there. He uh, knew that. I knew that. He looks at the camera and it's just badly bruised. I could have told you that six hours ago, he tells the, uh, um, tells the nurse. Waste of a day. Uh, walks past Sophie and the boyfriend. And then Kerry and as, does nothing. No, and Kerry, as they're walking out, going says he's good looking close up, isn't he? Um, and then I love the fact that they walk to the Vic's car. Kerry Kerry is walking perfectly. Yeah, she's not even got a limp or nothing. But there's something else I noticed there. They completely walk out and not hold the door for the camera crew. The door shuts yeah, on the that's camera true. crew. Or maybe that might have been on purpose then. And then just let them walk off. 
Well, yeah, it could have been. Yeah. I just thought it was quite funny because they did, as soon as Curtin walks out, he doesn't even go to hold it or see what they're doing. He just goes and leaves them there. So we're in um, Kerry's mum's in the living room and Kerry is uh, feasting on some cheese puffs. Uh, Sue shouts down that she's got a call from the vicar and saying that apparently a good thing for a broken leg is a Chinese takeaway. Here, here. And she says, yeah, it's a sodium in it. Um, she has a surgical boot on. Um, she now has the vicar by his extremely large bollocks. And where do you want the Chinese from? Right now, the Hong Kong kitchen is one. Is is is? Uh, it's the one in Siren. Is a Chinese taking that it's in Siren. So the Golden Dragon. Is Don't it? know. I think that's one in Stow on the Wall. Oh, is that? Yeah. Right. Okay. It's definitely Golden something. I'll have a look next time I'm there. Right. And then she says that. Um, the vicar is going to take Curtin and her to Wookie Hole. <laughs> Wookie Hole. No, and give he's going to also give them five pounds to spunk on fruit machines at the service station. Five pound each. But to spunk on? Yeah. To... Have you? Heard, I've never heard that. No, nor have I. But I see because this is this is a thing, isn't it? Because one of the biggest surprises of last year that I got was sat watching the Last Jedi. And all of a sudden, you hear the word spunk. Yeah, in the in last America, Jedi, it's like courage. Yeah. So as I've told you before, when I was at school, I shouted out in class. When somebody had to read, I shouted out, "Go on, Chris, show me a spunk," <laughs> and got sent out the room. <laughs> but I was joking, and in the American ideology of it, as courage. But surely, there would have been enough English people. <clears throat> In the production of The Last Jedi that could have said to Ryan Johnson, mate, that word spunk means something a lot different in England. But that's why they'd probably left it in. Do you think so? Yeah, it yeah. takes me out of the movie. But it's like when they call an ass a fanny. I know, but you don't it's get... Not, it takes me out of... The... <laughs> it makes but there me was, there's, doesn't seem to be, for me, any reason. But then even more so on why you would use in an English show... I've never heard that you would use five pounds to spunk on the fruit machines. Well, you just throw it at it. <laughs> well, you're, saying, well, you're squirting your money all over the fruit machine. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really a fruit machine. No, it's really... I've never heard that before. Uh, so anyway, we have the final little uh, scene. Curtain and the vicar at TK Maxx. Vicar outside the changing rooms. Curtain well, comes out. We forgot about Kerry's cast on her foot. Yeah, no, I said that she... Oh, did you? Yeah, Sorry, she, I she's got that. a surgical boot on, uh, yeah. which, the, which the vicar has uh, got, uh, got for her, and don't show her any weakness, because she will pounce on it. Oh, sorry, I missed that bit. Don't worry, it's fine. Um, Curtin comes out wearing Calvin Klein top and jeans. Now... The baggiest pair of jeans and the tightest top. They are, but to be fair, Charlie's got the kind of shape and build that you could literally cut some holes in a bin bag... Stick it on him, and he's going to look good in it. Yeah, isn't he? He's got that kind of shape, you know. Although that top did look very effeminate, didn't it? I don't know. I, 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 I would gladly walk around like that all the time if I had a shape like Charlie. <laughs> Seriously, I would wear if I had that kind of body, that kind of shape. I would wear the stupidest clothes I could find. Really, just yeah. to show your body off? No, not to show my body off, but to, because you it, can fit in. You it. could, yeah, and you can. You look okay in anything. Do you know what I mean? You'd mm. wear the, the gaudiest trousers and shirts and it wouldn't matter because you could you could carry it off because you have that kind of shape. Yeah. You know, you can't do that if you're... Even if you're slightly overweight, you can't wear gaudy things, I don't think, anyway. No, no. Um, 
Well, you, if you if you like wear um, anything to, uh, well, like you say, gaudy. If you wore or trousers even, and thing, you look like a like a one of those bean bags. Yeah, <laughs> or even like, oh, if sorry. you wear anything white. White seems to look awful. You wear black, it's fine. Yeah. It all just seems to mould into all. But you, it just looks like when you're wearing white. Yeah, you're wearing a, like a uh, nighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't look right. Um, so anyway, curtain comes out, looks at the vicar and says, "Got what you want?" Then the vicar says, "I think it's, I think it suits you." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then curtain finishes with with the devil doesn't come in a cloak, pointy horns. He wears knitwear and drives a golf. It goes back, slams the the curtain shut, yep. if you like, and the little smile that on the vicar's the, the face vicar looks at the camera and gives an evil, devilish smile. It's Priceless, just, yeah, something as simple as that, um, and that's it. That's it's a it simple for the scenario, the whole thing, but it's really well played and really, really funny. And like I said, it's up there. It's up there. I'm going to wait till we get to the end of the uh, full breakdowns of all the um, episodes of Series 2, but personally, yeah, at the moment, this is high up there. I love I love the one we did last week for the live show. I really do, because it's got some of the most physical comedy moments, but for pure dialogue, this one is genius. Yeah. Okay, we had a few... I did put a call out asking for people's favourite moments. A lot of them are all pretty much the same, but I'm going to go through some of them. Um, these were all pretty much on Facebook as well. So, Jill Adele, what a nice oh, name. Oh, that's a good name. Uh, says that when she walks out normally after all the fuss and the scary woman having a go at Curtin pretending the woman uh, he upset was her mother. So, that's oh, Mandy. Yeah, Mandy, she's yeah. Gemma Mark says, my favourite bit is the photo that you have used. That was uh, the finger up the arsehole. Yeah. Uh, when the vicar is lifting Kerry up and she says, vicar, your fingers are going up my arsehole, mate. I spat my drink out laughing. I know. I C- can't believe I missed that. I think I was laughing already and I must have missed that. That's why this show needs two watches at least. Because you, when you're chuckling, because the jokes are so thick. We said it before about episode one. So thick. You miss what you 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 know you could have heard. Yeah, it's good. It's good when comedies like that. Kirsten Louise says definitely the vicar losing it in the car park because of his horn rage due to not getting rid of his dirty water. Dirty water. Uh, Helen Hadrill says Kerry calling to let everyone know that her leg is so smashed, like a breadstick in a blender. Uh, and then Susan Blake says the whole episode, as always, was brilliant. There were many, many hilarious parts, like the football training, Kerry's exaggerations, fiery Francis, Curtin calling the old lady a nosy old cockwomble, Mandy pretending the nosy old cockwomble was a mum. However, I particularly love when Curtin finally got to TK Maxx and says, the devil doesn't come in a cloak and pointy, pointy horns. He wears knitwear and drives a golf. <laughs> but also we must we must add the vicar's look after that it's just indeed very and, funny and I, I do think that um that Paul was the man of the match of yeah. uh, of this episode oh, I thought absolutely. I thought he was absolutely no this episode and going on to next week's episode um it's the Paul show he was it? just fantastic in this episode just the little nuances and um Paul if you're listening please record me some dialogue of you talking very, yeah. very lightly into a microphone like this. Could you could you record Pav a, a whole uh, audio book of Fifty Shades? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't and think... And then uh, in that voice, so I don't Pav think I can, can go to sleep to it. I don't think I can handle that. Um, so that's it. That's it for episode three. Wow. So we're halfway through series two already. Already, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. So there you go. Do you want to do some housekeeping on this one? Do you know it? Not off by heart. You don't, do but you? I'll give a little well, shout it... out before you do do that. Please do uh, follow us on the normal Pancast site. Go to our website, pancast.co.uk, for all our other podcasts and things that we may be doing. Yes, so you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WTAF This Country. And if you want to email us, it's WTAF. Love. WTAF <laughs> This Country at hotmail.com. And um, what else is there? Yeah, come and subscribe to the podcast, please. If you could do that, that would be great. And um, please leave a review and also rate it. If you just go to your whichever podcast app that you are using, just uh, type in on the search WTAF. You will see the logo there. Please subscribe to us. Um, And if you do rate and review, it gets us more mileage and more viewership if you like or listenership and means more people can find out about it and then hopefully more people can find out about the actual tv show absolutely um i think that's it uh, we will be having a competition coming up um soon. soon actually i was thinking about the competition i did have an idea oh. uh, to link in with uh, people leaving comments and stuff uh, anybody that was at the live show or has listened to the live show um i made a bit of a boo-boo with a particular word um, examinate and uh, maybe as a way of doing a quiz, uh, uh, doing a, a competition I should say, in the comments on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast app, if you just put in hashtag examinate um, then what we'll do is we'll do a draw, anybody that has done that will do a draw for a set of A3 uh, posterity uh, pictures of um series one series one well we'll take one of the ones of series one yeah. we can break it down and we can give six away yeah so um if you are listening to this just leave a comment in itunes or wherever it is uh, hashtag examinate and we will take your name and then we will uh, do a draw in a couple of weeks time absolutely yeah we'll do yeah that. it sounds good we'll remind you again next week we will and that will be for the one for series one episode one the poster which will be the scarecrow Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, So that's it, I think. Is there anything else? No, I think that's everything, Pav. That's wonderful. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. That's uh, for me, Pavo. And me, Neil. This has been a Pancast production. So why don't you lot just go and get plumbed, you fuckers? Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.